Welcome to the Wheelhouse Podcast, where we talk about what's in my wheelhouse and maybe what's in yours too. I was hoping to get this uh, episode up a little bit sooner, but uh, there's been a power outage or internet outage for my internet provider. So hopefully get this episode up today, Friday, December what 3rd? Yeah, December 3rd. Hopefully we'll get that up today. Uh, on this episode, we... Uh, diverged a little bit away from the NFL and I had my buddy Jake Barnes on to discuss the 2022 Grammy nominations. We went over the general field, rap field, and rock metal alternative fields as well. Um, just something him and I have been doing for, oh, past 10 years. Yeah, it was really great to catch up with him as well. Just haven't talked to him in, in uh, a couple days. Uh, feels like a couple weeks almost since I moved, but it was good to catch up with him. So that'll be coming up just in a few moments. I do want to do a couple of NFL quick hits, though. I'm sure you guys know I can't help myself with that. So if you want to skip ahead, oh, about four minutes and 48 seconds, then um, you can go ahead and do that now. But I just wanted to go over a couple of quick lines, uh, spreads I really like this weekend. So first one, I really like Sunday morning charges at Bengals. Bengals minus three over under 50 chargers are one and five against the spread right now in the last six games. And the Bengals, if they can just ride Joe Mixon, this game should be pretty easy for them and they should be able to cover and probably hit the over on that as well. Uh, over 50 uh, chargers can't stop anybody against <laughs> the run right now. So I would go ahead and take the Bengals here. Um, also pounding the rock really helps minimize the pass rush on burrow. Um, Hopefully, could free up Chase a couple times as well. He hasn't really exactly lit it up in the last couple couple weeks here. Um, Herbert's also struggled as of late as well, and I kind of expect that to continue versus Cincy. Um, they've they've proven on defense they can do some things. <laughs> That's our uh, Ryan Russillo award. Me and Andrew once in a while we'll just call something. Uh, this guy can do some things. Well, that defense can do some things sometimes. So like the Bengals. Then Sunday afternoon, Ravens at Steelers. Ravens minus four and a half over under 44. Um, Lamar Jackson had a shitty game last week, which makes me feel like this is going to be the Lamar Jackson FU game. Uh, I don't expect four turnovers from him again. More likely four touchdowns. So uh, I'm pretty high on Lamar this year, as you guys probably know. And I just kind of just been riding with the Steelers. So give me the Steelers here to cover and the over um roethlisberger just looked washed last week i just think it's it's his time he's just done and he's had a fabulous career hall of fame career but he's he's done um i think it was a little bit smoke and mirrors or just uh, got fooled a couple weeks before that when he was playing relatively well but um steelers just kind of seem like a team that they're just kind of done and there's a lot more incentive for the baltimore ravens to just take care of business in this division like last week against the browns and and win and cover here lastly my favorite one of the week monday night patriots at bills bills minus two and a half over under 42 and a half give me the pats to win and cover uh and the over as well 42 and a half is not a whole lot um the pats are on a uh, they're on a six game win streak right now you guys uh, they've covered four straight against the spread. Um, Belichick has these guys playing excellent and kind of peaking, you know, starting to peak right now as we head towards the playoff um, in every phase of the game, kicking, special teams, defense, offense. Um, 
you know, weirdly, the Patriots do kind of need Mac Jones to play pretty well. But I think as long as he doesn't have bad turnovers and hits a couple plays, uh, they do for some reason. <laughs> and I think some of it just has to do with Mac Jones developing and them not letting him kind of rip, rip it a little bit more. But um, they hit a lot of field goals, which is, I mean, if you're a fantasy player like my dad who has Nick Folk, you're loving it. And the defense is stout. Judon is possibly defensive player of the year. But um, if Mac Jones can just play half decent, I mean, two and a half, is not a whole lot. Uh, and I feel like they'll win either way. Um, well, I feel like they'll win. So give me the Patriots here in the over. And uh, those are those are my top three picks for the weekend. Um, really hope you enjoy this episode with Jake. It was really fun, really deep in conversation on this one. So thank you so much for still listening. And here's Jake Barnes. Well, welcome back, Jake. It's been a while since I last had you on, uh, but I've been really looking forward to having you back again. Uh, so the real reason I really brought you on here is um, on what planet is Drake actually Southern hip hop? I, dude, I saw that on Apple Music. They had Drake's <laughs> Dark Lane demo tapes, I think it's called, listed under Southern Hip Hop. And the only thing I can think is maybe the features on the album. I know Playboy Cardi's on a song, but but to list the <laughs> album as a, as a Southern Hip Hop album, um, the algorithm needs to be deleted. It just needs yeah. to be thrown in the trash. But uh, thanks for having me back, man. I'm glad to be back. For sure. Well, the real reason I wanted to have you back on is uh, because some Grammy nominations came out a couple weeks ago and uh, back on the 23rd. I was able to get a few live betting odds as well, which we'll go over later. Uh, but I've gone back and forth on these nominations or you and I have gone over back and forth on these nominations over the past decade since we've known each other. Um, we've even talked about it, you know, brought up some old ones every couple of years. 2012 really comes to mind for me. Sometimes lamenting these you know, these years, sometimes praising them, you know, I've always kind of wanted to do this on a podcast. So it's kind of fun. We'll finally get to do it. So, uh, really excited for that. Uh, before we get into that though, I just wanted to hear a little bit about what kind of music you've been listening to lately or just anything in particular you've been listening to. Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, the most interesting thing I've heard lately is, uh, well, Radiohead just re-released Kid A and Amnesiac. They did that combined reissue, um, because the albums came out the same year and all that. Um, yeah. And with that, the band did this uh, Kid Amnesia virtual exhibit uh, software that they released on Mac, PC, and PlayStation 5. And my computer can't really handle that kind of thing. But luckily, I have had a PS5 for a little while. So I got to check that out firsthand. And um, it's one of the coolest things I've seen musically in a while. Like, you, you get to walk through these virtual exhibits and kind of play with the band's music and check out a lot of the Stanley Donwood art. And if you're, you've been a Radiohead fan for a long time, so you're oh, yeah. probably pretty attuned to Donwood stuff. So you'd, you'd really enjoy it. It's, it's, it's cool to kind of see some of the art come to life and, uh, and listen to the music in a, a little bit of a different way, especially a lot of it's instrumental. There's a lot of vocals taken out. So that's kind of nice to hear. It's, it, you don't get to hear that pretty clear. Yeah. instrumental very often but yeah it's it, that's that's been the most exciting thing like in the last couple of weeks i'd say that's rad dude i i haven't checked that out yet so i'm gonna have to gonna have to look into that later um i've been pretty much listening to uh, a couple weeks ago a couple of our friends mutual friends we went to la and saw young bay and a bunch of future funk artists i've been 
listening to that stuff and uh, kind of digging into some of the mixes I heard that night um, just to kind of like find some new artists. One of them is called Perfume. They're like a Japanese uh, pop trio. Um, really, really cool stuff. Um, and then a band that you actually um, pushed my way, at, I want to say earlier this year or late last year, Taking Meds, they put out their new record and it's really fucking good. So I've been listening to that uh, pretty regularly. Um, so yeah, it's kind of where I've been at last couple of weeks here. Nice. Yeah. I think, didn't you refer to that, the young Bay show as the, uh, the Coachella of future funk or something like that? <laughs> like uh, a lot of great kinda, artists there that night. I kind of want to call it that, or at least like the big four of future funk. It was pretty uh, much like the who's who of that kind of subculture. And um, the show was super good. Obviously young Bay, it, he was good, but, he he's really trying to be like a, a real like mainstream DJ it feels like. So he was debuting a lot of new songs from his new record, but a lot of it's a little bit more straight ahead, like EDM stuff. There were some really good tracks in there too. Don't get me wrong, but he's definitely trying to reach that audience now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still played his old stuff that people love. Um, we thought though, the guy that kind of surprised everybody was this, um, this guy from Korea called uh, Night Tempo, and uh, he was the opener, and he was really, really good. I was kind of surprised. He was the one I was kind of least looking forward to going into it, but we actually all thought he had the best set of that night, so that was that was kind of a surprise. But uh, the after party was my favorite part of the whole thing, not even the show itself. The after party was just wild with a couple of the DJs just playing together at the same time and like doing like really crazy mixes together it was it was pretty rad and it was in this really weird area of la where uh, we were in this uber and the guy was driving really 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 angrily too <laughs> and as we're going into it and greg's like are we going to the right place because there's just shanty towns all over the place <laughs> and when we arrive at this like warehouse looking spot but as soon as the door opened and you just hear it popping in there like okay we're in the right place but yeah, pretty much uh, just kind of been revisiting that stuff and uh, a lot of that Taking Meds record as well. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's do this thing. So 2022 Grammys, um, we'll go over the nominate a couple of the fields in a minute here, but just some quick facts. This is the 64th annual Grammy nomination or um, Grammy Awards ceremony. It's going to be held at the Crypto.com, a.k.a. the Crypt Arena in L.A., January 31st. It's going to be broadcast on CBS if any of you listening actually have cable, old farts. Um, <laughs> it's to recognize work done between September 1st of 2020 to September 30th of 2021. John Batiste, who we're going to talk about in a minute here, received the most nominations with 11, followed by Doja Cat, her, and Justin Bieber with eight. I do want to point out, Jake, I'm not sure if you saw this or not, but if you go back to before the 23rd and you just look at Google like Vulture or different websites that had like who should be nominated and even betting odds, John Batiste, nowhere to be found at all. But here he is with 11 nominations. So that's a pretty interesting note to have there. I don't think a lot of people were projecting him to even really be a relevant contender, let alone getting this, this many nominations. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've heard the name for years, but when I saw his name pop up on 
just about every category I looked at, I was I was pretty surprised to see him mm-hmm. in a lot of stuff. He's a super talented dude, but you know, the Grammys always fights between wanting to do what's most popular and what's highest quality, and they just never seem to know exactly yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> I they definitely struggle to find that balance. Um, I I think the big thing for those who don't know who he is, he did a lot of the music for Soul. The movie, uh, Pixar movie, Soul. Um, so mm-hmm. that's kind of, I think, is kind of a big, of uh, big breakthrough for him. I did listen to his record for the first time um, yesterday. It's pretty good. Not something I think I would revisit often, but it was okay. Um, I definitely can see why they chose something like it. If if you haven't heard it, Jake, but um, um, definitely a surprise. But I want to look through some specific categories with you, uh, particularly ones you and I just debate. I think every year. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to look at general rap, rock, metal, and alternative fields. Um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to go through each field and some categories within that field. You're going to just tell me who you like to win, who you think should win, who will win just as, uh, as we go through them and just anything else you want to add to it. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just start with the general field and we're going to start with record of the year and the record of the year is an award to the artists and the producers, recording engineers, mixers, master, mastering engineers. Uh, and if any others are noted by the artist. So the list is as follows this year. Uh, I still have faith in you by ABBA freedom by John Batiste. I get a kick out of you by Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga peaches by Justin Bieber right on time by Brandy Carlisle, Kiss Me More featuring, or I'm not featuring, but uh, by Doja Cat featuring ZZA, uh, Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish, uh, Montero, Lil Nas X, Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo, and Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic. So I won't feel this way for every category, but with this one, I think it's all three answers have to be Montero by Lil Nas X. I think it's... Mm. The biggest record of the year. I think it's probably the most played, one of the most played records of the year. Speaking of, you know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but even for myself, I've found myself listening to Lil Nas X's album maybe a dozen times in the month that it came out, like way more than I anticipated. It's Montero specifically is so catchy. It, it was so controversial, yet the song itself isn't is is just a very good well put together pop rap kind of song. And I think, um, so I think I'd like to see it win because I like to, I like Lil Nas X's story. I I think watching him come from this, you know, defeat the odds. And that's what this song embodies is his story of beating the odds after that first hit. Um, Yeah. And, uh, and honestly, I also think I wanted to win because I like it the most out of all these songs. I've listened to it so (laughs) many times. I was listening to it this morning before I even looked at this list. I, I, um, I just enjoy the song a lot. I I think he should win for all the reasons I've said too. I think he's, he's, uh, you know, it's streamed everywhere. His name's ubiquitous. The song is everywhere. It's, it's well done front to back. It's catchy. And, and and maybe more so than any of these songs, like to, to kind of speak out uh, a little bit, I thought Peaches by Justin Bieber is a great song, super catchy, but just didn't resonate or hold like Montero did. Mm. I think Olivia Rodrigo got kind of done dirty by Driver's License being the song that was picked because I, I, I do think it was a big song, 
and, every, and you know most people who weren't disney fans under the age of 18 didn't really know who she was until that song came out but good for you just blew the doors off for her and her whole I career i totally agree yeah and so i think she kind of got done dirty by this i think i think uh i mean I, not intentionally necessarily maybe this song made more sense for the that september 1st to september 30th uh 2020 yeah. 2021 um time yeah, scheme. Yeah. it makes sense like when that song hit or something like that i don't really remember the dates very well but mm-hmm. i do feel like if it had it would have been a little tougher it have been good for you because she basically pinpointed herself as the like paramore avril lavigne uh alt female voice of the year basically um, yeah that's true so she could have she could have done better i think billy eilish I mean, could have done better with the other song. Billie Eilish could have uh, had more stature, but I just don't think this album hit like the last one did. I personally enjoyed it, but I don't think it had the the, the sort of impact, sophomore slump that a lot of people go through. Um, yeah. It's a good song, but it just doesn't, again, doesn't compare with what Montero did. And, and the rest of these, like, um, Silk Sonic is awesome, but let's be real, their, their impact... It's Bruno and and Anderson Pack and their impact's just not as large as a lot of these songs were. Yeah, um, ABBA feels like, with all due respect, ABBA and Tony Bennett <laughs> and Lady Gaga kind of feel like a. Uh, we do this because you're you, not necessarily because the song was huge. And in fact, yeah. Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, I get a kick out of you as a song. I wonder how many times that song's been nominated for a Grammy because it's been around for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, yeah, yeah. We've spoken on John Batiste. Uh, I think I actually like the song Freedom. I listened to it today. I thought it was pretty good, but it's the first time I heard it today. I, I don't yeah. know that it holds the gravity that Montero does. And then I can't speak to the Brandy Carlisle song, but that kind of just falls in the same category as uh, Freedom. I, I don't even know what that song is. And mm. so I don't know how I would think it would be record of the year. So long answer short all three who I'd like to win, who should win and who will win. I'm thinking Montero. It's pretty good. Um, I like most of these choices. I probably go with a different Olivia Rodrigo song like you. Um, good for you would been my choice. Silk Sonic as well. Like I would have chose a different song, but I mean, as far as the list goes, I'm pretty satisfied. I think Olivia wins here. Um, I kind of would like for her to win too, but I'm kind of with you. I'm rooting for her and uh, Lil Nas X in particular. If I was a better, I'd go really heavy on Lil Nas X, and we'll get to this a little bit later, but if you go through a lot of the odds, Jake, Lil Nas X is not even top three like favored in a lot of these categories, so you, in a better sense, you could get really good value for betting him. Say like you know, we'll get to this in a little bit. I guess I'm just really excited, but you could win a lot of money on him, especially for somebody like you said, that was incredibly successful. And like, I'd be honest, I was a huge doubter of his too. And he totally won me over, you know? And I think that's, he's a guy that could totally win some of these categories that we're going to talk about, including this one. Um, I do want to say, I really do like kiss me more um, just in a sense of production mix engineering and just like songwriting, I just thought it was a super catchy song. It's actually one of the songs that played the most this year, surprisingly. Um, so really strong nomination choices here. But I, I'm with you. I really uh, I would kind of ride with Lil Nas X a lot. 
I actually, um, I didn't, I forgot to mention Kiss Me More. Um, that was the one song I missed on mine. That's a, that one I do think, SZA's, SZA's basically been waiting for a Grammy. If she doesn't already have one this whole time. And Doja's blown up kind of in a similar way as Lil Nas X off the mm-hmm. internet and coming out of nowhere with goofy one-off songs with that, the, the moo, the cow song that Doja did and similar to Old Town Road, even though Old Town Road had a much bigger impact i think doja and sizza have a, a real chance but yeah um, and i agree with everything you said i think some of these people got screwed by their song choice but i just i just don't know that any of these songs have have uh just been everywhere like montero but i, I do th- i do I feel agree you. i think olivia rodrigo i am a big fan of her um her come up as well yeah, Lil Nas X and Doja just played together here in Dallas and Fort Worth. So, um, oh, wow. yeah. So, I mean, and they were playing together. So, I mean, it's, you know, those two have a, they have a shot, you know, in, in these couple categories here for sure. These are, these are really huge artists now. And it's crazy. Both of them, like you said, you know, I, I definitely had doubts, particularly about Lil Nas X, but, you know, totally, um, I kind of have to, they've won me over. They kind of have to admit they, you know, (laughs) they kind of kick ass. Um, All right. This one's one of my favorite ones. Album of the year. This is one I think we talk about all the time. This is my favorite one and one we've debated lots of times. And actually one you kind of educated me a lot on too, just kind of like really what, you know, how, how it works, how the voters kind of do this. Uh, So it's awarded to artists, artists, uh, featured artists, songwriters, of new material producers, recording engineers, mixers, mastering engineers. And the albums are as follows. Uh, we Are by John Batiste. Uh, Love for Sale by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Justice, the Triple Chucks Deluxe edition by <laughs> Justin Bieber. Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. Back of My Mind by Her. Montero, Little Nas X. Sour, Olivia Rodrigo. And then these two were added last minute, Evermore by taylor swift and donda by kanye so again tell me who you like to win who you think is gonna win who should win uh, i'm gonna stand by what i said with uh who i'd want to win with the last one i'd like to see Lil nas x win just because i'd like to see something like the grammys yeah. get turned on its head by this total anomaly the same way the billboard charts were the first time around um with the whole the whole uh, country genre controversy. I'd love to see the Grammys scramble and try to understand how Lil Nas X beat all these established artists. Cause almost everyone here is technically more established than him. Everyone is John Batiste has been around for several years. And like you said, he did soul, but even before that he was around and, um, mm, yeah. and even her has been around longer than that. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo, maybe not, but she was already in Disney, so she's kind of established with her main fandom, and Billy was already around for the Grammy. So I think, I guess Lil Nas X was too, but I, I think it would be fun to watch the Grammys kind of scramble and try to understand <laughs> what to do with that as a win. Um, who do I think should win? This one's a tough one. I'm going to say this right now, um, and I'm going to say this for all the answers, and if you know me, and uh, you, this may be kind of weird to hear, but I'm not sure that Kanye is going to be winning any of these awards this year. Donda's good. There's a lot mm-hmm. of great music on it, and it's grown on me a lot. I actually really listen to a handful of songs every day. Um, but I do think between controversies of including the baby and Marilyn Manson 
Um, and the Grammys trying to stray a little bit away from controversy, even though they backed up their decision to, to allow the nomination. Um, yeah. Between that and sort of the scrambling of the release and the, the lack of understanding as to what's really going on with it, I think he, it, it got kind of scrambled this year and Donda just may not be the one. Um, I, I'm doing so who should win? The truth is who should win? I kind of feel like Taylor Swift because huh. Evermore is a really, really good album. And that's really all I have to say about it. It's, it's, it's um, the front to bag. I, there's not a lull in it, in my opinion. I think it's an incredible album uh, crafted incredibly well. And even the follow-up album was really good. Um, I listen to Montero a lot and I think that it's also a really good album, but there's some things that are very much, not going to be the taste of the Grammy committee. I think like, I yeah. think it's going to just be like stuff that kids like, or, or even and by kids, I mean, up the kids up into 30, 35, like young people yeah. are going to like that. Maybe the industry doesn't quite understand or whatever. Um, and similar with Olivia Rodrigo, it may be a little bit too straightforward to pop and, and um, you know, not, not enough for the Grammy committee. Um, mm -hmm. And then I don't really, <laughs> it makes me laugh that you have to have the triple Chucks deluxe version of justice uh, by Bieber. Like you, like you can, he couldn't just ride on the normal album. He's got to have this uh, <laughs> the reissued version. Maybe it's a time schedule thing. Maybe he missed the window and he, that's the only way they could qualify, but I don't um, know. Maybe I just think that's so funny. Like it just, it's like how many, it's like the Chris the Chris Brown formula. Like, how many songs can we throw at the wall until some of them stick? Yeah, I think he released that one album and then released the deluxe. Ended up at like 50, 60 songs. Um, Jesus. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Triple Chucks deluxe is a little bit longer too. So I I, I think uh, I don't know. I think should win probably Taylor Swift. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, because I just think it's the most I and again I don't know Batiste's album very well I don't know hers album very well I'm sure that it is a really incredible album front to back too hers super talented so is Batiste um, and I don't know the Tony Bennett Lady Gaga album but and I mean this with all due respect it feels like the album that the Grammys throw in every year of like someone that everyone knows and so you just, it's like oh yeah and the and I mean that mostly to Tony Bennett like <laughs> it's like we need the old man that's been nominated 743 times and we just need one more nomination and that, um and i and he's a legend and he deserves every nomination but i don't know that this album is particularly stand out from my experience yeah. so yeah yeah I, think, I agree i think should win should be taylor i think will win album of the year will win it's tough between lil nas x and taylor because for all the reasons I just said, I, I'm not super sold that, that the committee will believe in Lil Nas X's album. Um, Taylor Swift's, on the other hand, is like industry standard gold album. Like it's like exactly yeah. what the industry likes. It does a great job of that. I don't think Taylor did that on purpose. I think she made the album she wanted to make, but I just think her brain works in the way that the execs that she grew up around and and the industry people she grew up around see things and, and she knows how to craft a very good album. And that's what she did. And I think um, that's what the Grammys look for. And it, it's an easy, 
yes for them. Whereas the Tony Bennett Lady Gaga is still relatively niche. It's for older fans, Gaga fans. It's not for everybody. Bieber's not Bieber, not for everybody anymore. It's kind of yeah kind of split people a little bit. Billy's album not as impactful as as the last one, even though it was a great album. Um, Batiste, you know, Batiste could be the sleep winner. Like I I, I think. Since you you kind of have been talking about betting a little bit, I almost feel like he's gonna win just to upset everybody. But I'm gonna say my answer for who will win will be Taylor. Mm-hmm. I, I think Taylor's gonna win, um, and I, and I think yeah. she deserves it. But um, yeah, it just is the easiest answer out of this list. I gotcha. That's okay. That definitely that definitely surprised me a little bit. Um, for me, I like both Olivia and Lil Nas X. Um, I think Olivia's going to win here. I think she should too. Just, I think when we look back on this year, I think we're going to be a little bit, I think in general, especially people that are younger than you and I too, I think people in general are really going to remember her um, Mm -hmm. just because of just how ubiquitous she's been. And I mean, she even like went to the white house to like talk about taking the vaccine and all this stuff, you know, True. Uh, she's just, I think she's just been really, at least in my mind, like the kind of like, cultural fabric of 2021 i'm really going to remember her a lot um so she's really going to stand out to me um but i think a big part of it too is just kind of like it's important to remember that you've taught me with these categories it's just like how well did these people do right like in the marketplace especially with Mm -hmm. like sales and streams and stuff if you look at her credits and i wish i'd had time to do this I bet you her record probably did not get like a, it probably got like a nice frugal amount of money to spend on it, you know, like as far as like production and all that. And look at the crazy, you know, amount of like business that she did, right? It's pretty incredible. Kind of reminds me of like more than 10 years ago now, that first Nicki Minaj album, it was recorded on like a million dollar budget, which for those that aren't really familiar and a big pop production, you know, in that world, a million dollar budget is very small. It's very meager in that world. Uh, but that record did really, really well for for her. And I kind of imagine Olivia's record like that as well. Uh, now, on the Lil Nas X side, same thing. I feel like he was also super gigantic. I think he's hard to explain. I, I don't think people know what to make of him, but they have to just accept it because he's just so pop. He's so damn popular, you know, <laughs> and the songs, you know, they're pretty damn catchy. Uh, Montero and call me by your name. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, other great songs as well. Uh, but now if you're a betting man, uh, I found some great lines in betting on, um, sports which is a sports book. Uh, and they had lines for album of the year. And so just want to point out some of those. So sour, which is Olivia's record is plus one uh, fifty happier than ever is plus two hundred, and Evermore was actually plus three hundred. So they think that those three records are the most likely to win, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, for Sour, you know, if you bet a hundred bucks, you win a hundred fifty bucks. Is kind of what that means for for those of you that aren't familiar with betting. But Jake Montero is at plus nine hundred, meaning if you bet Montero hundred dollars, you win nine hundred, which is gr- amazing value for a record. I really think is more likely to win than happier on frankly, in my opinion, evermore. Uh, I'm not also just like a, I'm not a big Taylor guy, so I'm, you know, probably not the best person to ask about Taylor, but Montero being a plus 900 is 
crazy to me. Like, that's great value if I wanted to bet, right? Like, I feel like Montero should be in that top three conversation, right? Absolutely. I, I'm i honestly very – I wonder what the demographic of people that put this um, – just a musical taste, if, if anything, yeah. that put these odds together are because I think they are greatly underappreciating the impact that Lil Nas X had um just as an yeah. artist and that and that makes a huge like we've talked about before that makes a huge difference whether or not the like doesn't change the music quality but that impact is super important album of the year is not just about like who hits the drums the best and who plays their guitar the best and who sings the best it's about the impact and um that album's had some crazy impact but i just pulled this up because we we're talking about it the um the top played albums from the spotify charts of all of 2021 Mm-hmm. Olivia Rodrigo has both the top song and top album. I did not mm-hmm. know she, sure her album was so impactful. I thought it was pretty big, and I know the songs were big, but I didn't realize the entire album was so um, highly played. But interestingly enough, Justice by Justin Bieber is third. Planet Her by Doja Cat is five. And mm-hmm. Montero by Lil Nas X is six. And then I'm not seeing any of the other nominees on here. So, like on the mm. list there's like future nostalgias on here after hours is on here shoe for the stars aim for the moon positions equal sign by i don't know I, I, excuse me for saying that wrong ed sheeran album equals equal sign whatever it's called um bad bunny a lot of things that aren't on the top album list so um yeah that's that's interesting I, I do have to say you bring up future nostalgia i don't know how that didn't win album of the year last year <laughs> like it's right. still it's still crushing i'm <laughs> like it's funny oh, yeah we were cooking dinner uh before you and i were talking me and my girlfriend and she asked me to put that lp on so <laughs> you know it mean we're still playing it all the time like it's yeah i feel like Do, uh dua still on like the the victory tour still when i look at her ig she has the second most played album on the most popular streaming service in the world a year after it came out of yeah. more than a year so that's not, ins- that's insane like that's not normal that's that's pretty impressive yeah it, when, whenever her next record comes out or whatever we're gonna have to talk again oh, um sure. let me move through to the last two uh categories here in this field we'll do these that's this next one a little quickly is kind of a repeat of a lot of things song Definitely. of the year um i'll just kind of read off the ones that we haven't talked about yet because some of these are a repeat from the first category, but we got Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran, A Beautiful Noise by Alicia Keys and Brandy Carlisle, Fight for You by Her, and let's see, I think that's it. Yeah, those are the only two different ones, but uh, Song of the Year, what you got? Um, song of the Year, well, to be honest with you, even though I do know the difference, I don't mm-hmm. see a huge difference, and I'm feeling like the exact same answer. I'm going to go all three Lil Nas X. I think he yeah. will, he should, and he's going to, just because that song is crazy, crazy everywhere. And really, the competition got um, stifled by the incorrect song pick for Olivia Rodrigo. If it had been good for you, I wouldn't be so confident, but Agreed. I really just think Montero... And it's hard because the older people that are usually build up the Grammy committee have different feelings about it all, but Mm. you just can't deny the impact of Montero. Um, 
Yep. Some of these other ones are maybe could be even considered better songs. Like everything's sort of, you know, it's all about your perspective, but yeah. some of these songs I, I'd consider, like I honestly think the Silk Sonic album is one of the best albums structurally all, all year. Like it's put together so well. Instrumentation's incredible. Singing's awesome. But it just doesn't quite, it's just not everywhere. Montana yeah. is everywhere. Yeah. So is Peaches. So is, I mean, Driver's License was for a little minute, like for, for a good minute, actually. Um, uh, but again, if it had been good for you, we'd be having a different conversation, but I'm really just leaning Montero. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to really, I really like Kiss Me More a lot. So I'm just going to bring it up again. That's one I really like. Um, I do think Olivia is the favorite here and is likely to win. Probably will win. You know, I think it's tough. I really think like that Doja Cat song should win. I don't know why. Maybe just because I just really liked it. Um, or, you know, again, if you're looking for an upset, I, I'm with you on Montero. I think it's incredibly undervalued. I don't I still think people don't get it. Like you're saying, I don't It's probably older people like people in their late 30s and older. You know, I mean, I will admit I've admitted already I was pretty late to it. You know, I wasn't a believer, but uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I definitely I definitely can see that Montero train riding strong here. Um, let's go before we move to rap where you're going to let you cook, man. Uh, <laughs> best new artist. So and I really want to read this because it's important to because this list always pisses me off every year but you have to understand this this category recognizes an artist whose eligibility year releases achieved a breakthrough into the public consciousness notably impacted the musical landscape so i'm not going to butcher the first person's name but it's i think i'm going to try my best aruf atift i believe is how it's pronounced or ataft um then jamie allen Baby Keem, uh, Phineas, Glass Animals, Japanese Breakfast, The Kid Lori or Lori I? Leroy. Uh, Leroy. Okay. Arlo Parks, Olivia Rodrigo, Sweetie. Um, just to get this out of the way, I don't overthink this one. I think Olivia should and will win this one. Um, I, to me, it fits any any criteria you want. Like, She's brain spanking new for the most part. First record, you know, clearly breakthrough in the public consciousness. Um, I also think this would be one of the biggest upsets in a long, long time that I can recall. Like the only one I can really remember. It's not even Grammys. I think I think it was MTV. It was when Tokyo Hotel beat uh, Miley Cyrus that one year. Remember that? That was that does you know, it makes it made sense then in the moment. But I mean, looking back, you know, people who weren't there, it, it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, right? On paper, um, this would be one of those. Um, I will say, obviously, hats off to Baby Keem, Glass Animals, which is kind of funny. They're not really new at all. They played Coachella, I believe, before. Um, uh, Japanese Breakfast, for sure. Hats off to her. And Arlo Parks is brand new, but uh, I think it's going to be Olivia. It would be a huge upset if she didn't win. So I know where you're coming from with Olivia Rodrigo, and I agree for the most part that it would be that it seems like the pretty clear, obvious answer. But I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. I don't think it's as clear cut as you say. Okay. Um, 
I will say first and foremost, some of these bands are not new. And I do think like you just said about glass animals, Japanese breakfast isn't exactly right. I don't think they're exactly the super new either. And um, Phineas, like I know his album came out within that, that span of the year, but he really broke into the consciousness, public consciousness with her, uh, his sister. So I would have said Phineas um, would be a hard competitor to everybody here except Olivia, just because he actually really did. Mm. His album did well. He's got a lot of fans. He's already a Grammy sweetheart uh, because of his work with his sister and his work with other albums and uh, all that kind of stuff. So Phineas is a little tough. Baby Keem, again, also, the problem is the Grammys are still not ready for something like Baby Keem, but... Um, yeah. But his impact in a different so Olivia Rodrigo impacted a lot of people, but Baby Keem, there's some crossover, but he impacted a lot of other people. And, and I'm not talking about like racial divide or anything silly like that, just different fandoms right. and music. Yeah. Um he, Baby Keem is huge, and especially with his connections to Kendrick Lamar being his cousin, so TDE and yeah, tons of other uh big names in hip hop. I think Baby Keem's industry laced and may have more pull in the industry than we realize mm. um and that's important something like this is yeah. to know people and, and be connected to and uh, olivia is a, a disney star before this so she's also connected in some ways but she may be connected in different ways um but she just it's kind of in, hard to argue that she hasn't had a bigger impact uh a wider impact than keen yeah um, arlo parks has also had a pretty big impact as well as Saweetie. Um, and I think that they're definitely interesting picks for the, this category, especially Sweetie, because she's not some somebody who makes music that the industry, I mean, the, excuse me, the, the Grammys tend to understand. So it's right. interesting that she got the nomination, but she definitely deserves it. She's been yeah. making huge, huge, huge waves. Um, but again, none of these people I've said so far really compete with Olivia. And I don't know who Arouge Aptab is or yeah. Jimmy Allen. So, I mean, no offense to them, but right off the rip, they already are losing against some of these bands. Um, the only right. other person, though, that's actually surprisingly going to be hard uh, competition for Olivia is the Kid Leroy, because he is also super industry connected, very, very connected. Um, mm. He was Juice World's prodigy, depending on who you asked. He was basically Juice mm -hmm. World's um, second like right-hand man this kid that was he was bringing up very similar styles and when uh juice world died in a lot of ways and if fans that will hear me will probably disagree but in a lot of ways he kind of came in and, and and took some of this the place that uh juice had left open in a respectful yeah. way uh he does the melodic rap thing the the sing-songy druggy kind of style he's basically the kid Leroy is basically this uh juice world replacement and a lot of kids like him but he's got a couple songs that just skyrocketed in numbers that look like you know peak juice world numbers and uh mm -hmm. and i think he's one of those kids that you're gonna see making more and more of an impact and this is where the age discrepancy comes into play if the grammy committee was was 14 to 70 or whatever it included a lot of young people uh as well as older people i think we'd have we'd be a lot more hard pressed to see the kid Leroy go up against olivia but mm -hmm. because it's the committee olivia is gonna you're i think you're right i think olivia's got it in the bag 
Um, and it would be surprising if anyone else won. But I do think some of these people, um, you know, have some real impact this year. Definitely worth yeah. noting. It's 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 a bummer for them because this is a really strong list, you know. It's right. just it feels like Olivia's a juggernaut because we could be looking back after you know in January and maybe you and I could do this again afterwards and just kind of like do a brief recap. I mean, she might clean house. You know, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised by that. But this is actually, you know, this year, really good list of people. Like you said, Baby Keem, I think people who are older. I mean, it was it was a bit of a revelation to me, too. I I hang in this group is a vinyl app. And a lot of the people in that group are much younger than me. But I mean, I can tell how popular he is based, you know, on that age group. It's kind of a good insight. And I mean. His popularity, I think, is very, very undervalued or even just unknown. Arlo Park, you know, I think has been incredible as well, um, especially for the OBGTQ community. You turned uh, me on Arlo Parks. That's the mm-hmm. deal. You're the one who turned me on Arlo Parks, I think. Yeah. I, I And, you know, she just wrote it with another guy of that whole record um, and like an apartment. Um I, there's a lot of talented people on this list. A Japanese breakfast, obviously. We'll talk about them later. But uh, it's a good list. It's a good list. Um, okay. Rap field. So first, I'm going to start you off with best rap performance. So this is for our rap performance uh, singles or tracks only. And it's Family Ties by Baby Keem featuring Kendrick Lamar. Up by Cardi B. My Life by J. Cole featuring 21 Savage and Mori or Moray. Uh, Way Too Sexy by Drake featuring Future and Young Thug and uh, Twat Shit by Megan Thee Stallion. And again, so tell me who you like, who you think will win, who should win. So once again, the Grammys have no idea what the best rap performance (laughs) of the year is. Uh, Some of these people, I all do respect. They're all incredible artists. Um, I even think Cardi B deserves respect. And I pick her out specifically because against these other names she's kind of the odd one out of yeah not necessarily as good as the other ones in my personal opinion but i do think she deserves respect for what she's done um but none of these songs uh so let me before i say that most of these songs don't even strike me as should be on this list um the megan stallion song thought stuff whatever it's called um i don't remember um that song is is actually pretty good I actually I like it. I think it's a good song. It's not the best Megan Thee Stallion song though. Like it's it's a cool. This is it's a one-off single. Um, Way too sexy by Drake, Future, and Young Thug is obnoxious and <laughs> uh, and, and incredibly lazy. Yeah, I think. the beat is good and the use of the sample is good, but then they gave it to Future and um, let him two sexy for sir, two sexy for sir, like just a bunch of the same nonsense that he's always done. And I'm not the biggest futures fan. I like some of the stuff he does, but this was, um, was weak. It's, a, it's a weak <laughs> song. It is. It is not a good song. No, uh, and I'm also tired of just the easy, like take a sample, change one word. All of a sudden it's a new song um, with choruses from like the eighties and nineties. Like sometimes it works, but sometimes it's just so lazy. And this is the laziest example I've ever seen. And uh, yeah. honestly, even like when Flo Rida did it, it felt like, you know, he did right round where he basically just took, um, I, I'm blanking on whose song that is, but he just took a song from the eighties and had it resung by like Fergie or something. And that was better than this. 
Right. Um, There's some thought behind that one. Exactly. They tried. <laughs> yeah. um, this just sounds like a freestyle while they were all drinking in the studio and yeah. should not have been released. And then they picked that as the best song off the album, which blows my mind. But um, there's better but, ones on there. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's probably five or six songs on the album I would have taken before that song. And even think like other people would agree, not just like because I like weird niche songs on the album, but like no, no, I yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah, this this is a weird list, man. Um, I I will say, kind of what you said earlier with Olivia. I think if it was a different J Cole song, we'd be having a different conversation. Uh At least for at least for me, it'd be a different conversation. But yeah, I think the Cole song was kind of a weird pick, but also I don't think that Cole's um, I don't think that Cole's even put anything out this year that necessarily was better. I just think like I just think they picked it because of the names. Like I think Cole and Twenty One Savage, Murray's cool, but I don't know too much about him. Um, uh, Savage is cool. He's another Twenty One Savage. J Cole. I think they they. Did they win the Grammy for a lot? I think they won Grammy rap performance for a lot. So um, they were at least nominated. So of course they nominate their next collaboration. That makes sense. I don't yeah. even remember Up by Cardi B. I think I remember it, but like all her songs sound exactly the same. So I don't really remember Up by Cardi B. Yeah. I, I'm sure I like it, but that, yeah. that just leads me to, and I think this is where you were about to go. I think that just leads me to Family Ties, which if yeah. not for the fact that it's the only standout song on this list um that's Kendrick, I, I said the phrase incorrectly earlier he, he's a grammy darling kendrick lamar kendrick lamar is gonna is is the first name any person on is gonna see because he's basically yeah the, of the generation especially in the eyes of the grammys they think he's the 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 door to black culture basically it feels like they, they it's like the way that they can understand it and the way that the person they see is that that spokesperson and uh you know he's not necessarily the worst pick um but yeah. i feel like that's when they when the grammys think rap they're like what's kendrick done this year <laughs> and so yeah i think this will yeah. be i think family ties will win i i think uh, some of these other people might win off their name but no song really competes with family ties even the beat switches alone like yeah. Um, like just the way the song's put together is creative enough that your old stuffy Grammy committee member is going to go, Whoa, that's interesting. Whoa, that's interesting. Uh, as opposed to Up by Cardi B, which I'm assuming is another club banger where she says, Up. Oh, it's the one. I'm up. Yeah, I'm up. Yeah, I'm up. Something like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I think Family Ties has it in the bag, honestly. Yeah. That's just listening to these songs cold that's just the best song period so you said everything i pretty much had in my mind about family ties i will say i have a funny feeling megan wins this one i don't know why i don't have any i don't have any uh cogent i'd be way fine with that why i just think for some reason i think she wins it but another um, grammy darling she's another another I, one that the industry loves and so, I, no, I feel that i think that's a big part of it but uh we shall see but I do think that Family Ties is honestly the best song on, on that list. Um, let's move on to best melodic rap performance. So this is for a solo or collaborative performance containing both elements of R&B melodies and rap. So we have another J. Cole song, Pride is the Devil. A little bit of a better song, I think, featuring uh, Lil Baby. Need to Know 
by Doja Cat. Industry Baby by Lil Nas X featuring uh, Jack Harlow. Uh, you're going to have to help me with the Tyler song, but um, it's What's featuring. What's the name? Okay. Featuring Young Boy, Never Broke Again, and Tay Dolla Sign. And then lastly, Hurricane by Kanye West featuring The Weeknd and a little baby. Um, again, not like the most ideal J. Cole song, but this is actually, I feel, is a really strong category compared to the last one. Um, I actually like most of these songs here, uh, including the Kanye one. I think that's actually, that was a good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Tyler should win this. I like Tyler's song the most. Uh, I think he should win. Uh, but actually, I, I think Lil Nas X will win this one. Interesting. Yeah, I um, I want to correct something I said earlier real quick. The uh, J. Cole did put out the offseason this year. I forgot that album came out this year, but that shows you um, how much that album had. I feel like I'm longevity it had. I thought it was really good. I don't think people liked it generally uh, from I what see, I read. See, I loved it when it came out. I yeah. listened to it three or four times right yeah, when it came out. I listened to it a bunch of times, and then I completely forgot it existed. But I yeah. do – I did. I do think it's high quality. I think J. Cole's only put out high quality music for the most part, but I just, yeah. um, it just kind of fell to the background with what was going on this year, I, for me at least. Um, but with this, so that, that kind of leads into the J. Cole little baby track, Pride is the Devil. I yeah. um, honestly, in this moment, I should have prepared because I don't even remember what that sounds like. Um, I, I do like Lil Baby and I, I remember liking the song, but um, I, uh, I don't think it was impactful enough. Lil Baby is another one of those artists. I'll stop saying it, but he's another Grammy darling that they really are enjoying, especially after um, he did, uh, I can't remember what, but one of his songs, he's like a Black Lives Matter kind of song. And and it was in every single award show and and, uh, and it was a good song. So I think um, he's, he's a good shoe in and so is Cole. Doja Cat, on the other hand, I don't know that they feel that way about her, but Need to Know is a good song. Um, mm, yeah. I listen to Industry Baby. I, I think I'm just a little Nas X fan, man, because I listen to that song Industry Baby a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, That's a, too. It, I now, like Jack, and I, and I like Nas. Good and it's, he's it's really good on it. <laughs> that Harlow verse is fantastic. The video is wild and aggressive, and, 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 you know, and only because it's just not what you – are accustomed to or whatever like it's it holds a lot of similar things that the other rap music videos do but because of the like um just the abrasive imagery um you know it's just a controversial song video's crazy the song's great i i'm a big fan of that song what's your name with tyler and young boy and uh ty dollar sign i think is a great song and and Tyler and the industry are finally getting along. So I think there's a very high chance he could win. That song was huge when it came out. Young boy fans really helped with that because mm-hmm. it bridged that weird gap of like our uh, age and the people, the stuff we listen to. And then the kids just, it, you know, the kids in the comment section, why be better on every single thing? It bridged that gap and really brought a lot of people together. So I think there was a big impact with what's your name. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to win, but I, I've said this to you probably a bunch of times off microphone, but uh, I watched Hurricane, like the early leaks when we didn't know what album it was on and there was no features and like, there was like an XXX Tentacion verse on it at one point. What? Um, yeah, a bunch of weird things. I watched Hurricane go through several layers of, uh, several incarnations and 
different mm-hmm. mixes and features and and verses and yeah the first one included a little nas x verse first one i ever heard i mean not a little nas x excuse me xxx tentacion verse and included trump's i mean excuse me kanye referencing choosing not to be a slave and like crazy things like they really worked that song through a bunch of times so just for me personally mm-hmm. i would love if hurricane won because i think it's a great song i think it's just as good Super as any good. of these songs and yeah. uh just watching it, I do feel like one of those people who watched it from from Aunt Clemens' vocal demos for Kanye all the way to this final version. And it doesn't even, it's not necessarily my favorite version even, but it's, it's, yeah. I would love to see it win because I watched it, you watched it bounce around on the internet for years and like come to fruition. And it's a great song. Um, I think I have this one, like you said, this is way harder to me than the last category because I West. equally yeah. see industry baby what's your name and hurricane all having a real uh, fight for that spot and yeah. then it's hard to say need to know is not gonna also be in that fight but it just don't personally in my experience feel that it had the same impact but doja cat like doja cat speaks to a whole different group of people that um yeah they go crazy for her bright as the devil is the only one i, I think just doesn't doesn't really stack up against the other ones and it's a good song yeah but um and i know i said i don't remember what it sounds like i do know that i like it <laughs> but uh yeah i think it's a good song but if i had to pick one that i want to win it's hurricane and i think is gonna win and as ironic as it is industry baby making fun of the industry tends to be mm-hmm. the winner in the industry look at love song by sarah barry ellis there's a bunch of examples um yeah. so I think uh, I think Industry Baby will be the winner, but I'd love it if Hurricane won, even though Kanye probably couldn't care less about yeah Grammy. He's probably, he's probably not going. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think we're gonna see him there. I mean, I this is a really good category, and there's a really good there's really good choices on here. I just before we move on to the last two categories for this field, you know. Doja Cat, that song, it has a little bit of upset written all over it. Like mm-hmm. we could I wouldn't be surprised if it won and it would I think it would feel like a big upset, maybe in the moment or even just like in general, but like I don't think we should be surprised. Um you know, I'm not sure how people are gonna feel about the off season, you know, in years to come, but I thought it was really, really good. I think maybe it just came out at a weird time or it just didn't hit correctly at the time but like i remember when i heard applying pressure that's the song i was hoping would be on this list uh you know than the choices that they made but like to me when i heard that song i was like oh this guy has nba finals uh tnt written all over it as bumper music you know uh every couple years it's just like a rap song you just you hear it and you're like oh this is gonna be on certain programming all the time like i remember when um to pimp a butterfly was coming out and that song I, um, which was one of the singles, all over, you know, just NBA playoffs that year on TV. Um, so I kind of always look out for that. And I don't know. I don't know what was going on with the offseason, but I I don't know. I think it's a little bit underrated. Um, I think it's a really good record. And if you haven't heard it or you, you've only heard it maybe once, you should give it a spin again. Um, all right, these last two categories for rap, Jake. Now we're getting into the uh, the best, quote unquote. So best rap song, we have Bath Salts by DMX featuring Jay Z and Nas. This is a uh, after his death song, I believe. 
mm-hmm. best friend by is it pronounced sweetie it's so weedy so weedy okay featuring doja cat family ties we've already talked about jail by kanye west and that this one is featuring jay-z and a number of other people uh and then my life again by jay cole um i think this kind of is going to be in line with a little bit of what i said earlier i think this is tough these are really good songs too um i don't know the saweetie songs as much but um i really like family ties here and i i think it should win and i think it actually is gonna win i so i think family ties is a good competitor um but now that it's against some other things compared to the last category it looks like uh it's up against a little tougher competition oh yeah Um, i think bath salts is a is a good bet because like you said it's a posthumous song it was the first single i think it was the first or second single might have been the second single after uh, x passed and then uh and Jay-Z and Nas bringing all those guys together, especially with the long-standing history of the Jay-Z Nas beef and, and how little they've actually done together, even though they're cool now. And um, mm-hmm. they're starting to do more together. But this song was like, th- th- these guys were the New York juggernauts of the 90s. The, nobody oh, yeah. bigger. Like we weren't, we were semi-cognizant of it. But when you talk to anybody from the East Coast that was like, anything over 10 years old in the nineties, it, it was DMX, Jay-Z not, and Biggie of course, and, and Puff and all that, I guess maybe later nineties, right. but it was like DMX put out back to back in um, number one records in like the same year or something like that. And so I think you're going to have a big posthumous legends together kind of vote for bath salts, even though it's mm-hmm. maybe not necessarily the most, the uh, most remembered song out of all of these. Um, I think Bath Salts is a real competitor. Same with Jay-Z and Kanye on Jail. Um, I think seeing them come back together, the uniting of the throne, all of that. Uh, yeah. That's, you know, is impactful for the period. I'm just going to say right now, my life, J. Cole, 21 Savage, Murray. Sorry, I don't think that has, <laughs> it competes with all this stuff. No chance. Yeah. I just don't think so. Kendrick yeah. Lamar automatically adds points to family ties but you might be surprised by this i have not gone more than two days without hearing best friend by sweetie and doja cat really okay since it came out it's it's everywhere it was you know why tiktok it is enormous Uh, on tiktok and it is it's made it to you know youtube and to the outside of the social media world and and it, it just is everywhere it was a big tiktok trend um like one of the biggest of the year um and many other people have hopped on the beat or st- did, did you know famous other rappers or p- actors or whoever danced to it it's just yeah. that song is actually really big and this category being mm. about okay. the best rap song so this is well, this is more of a songwriter award, but that's a big it's it's big the it's high quality pop songwriting, best friend is. It's high quality uh and you know it's a simple goofy song, but it it's it's put together really well. The more that I think about songwriter, I wanna say it's gonna end up being jail because of Jay-Z and Kanye. Um, but I think I think best friend and bath salts and family ties are good competitors. 
Mm, okay. So I just don't think my life really competes with the rest of them, even though no. it's a great song. Um, <laughs> but if I if I have to put one one down for songwriter award, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Bath Salts purely because it's DMX, Jay Z, and Nas, three mm. of the biggest of all time together. Yeah, it's just an, another easy industry pick to 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 just go with those guys. But I think Best Friend right. might be your your sleeper in there. Um, Ooh. Okay, because it's it's that song went crazy, like more than any of these other songs went crazy. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to check that. I I honestly have never heard it, so I don't know what to expect. So, okay, okay. I mean, it's Doja, so you probably like it. You'll like the chorus (laughs) at least. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. Last one. This this category is probably top three one of my favorite ones every year probably because it's it's a best it's best rap album so it's albums but a uh, best rap album and let's go through them because it's, it's a it i think it's a generally strong list so we have the off season by j cole so one thing we've talked about throughout this list i think j cole kind of got Bend in the stick. I don't think these song choices were necessarily the best ones in his favor for some of these categories, but the album as a whole is really strong. Um, Certified Lover Boy by Drake. I think this one, funny enough, I think it's just living off of its 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 how much it got streamed. But is it a good record? Very debatable. Mm-hmm. King's Disease Two by Nas. Very good record. Uh, Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler the Creator. I think it's an amazing record donda uh very while very long it's a really good record uh there's a lot of good songs on there it's just super long for me uh and Mm -hmm. you know we can talk about this in a minute but this is a really strong category and unlike some other years where i get worried when i see certain names on there you know i get a little pd uh you know ptsd but uh you know, there's a lot of good ones on here, and I think whoever really wins this, it's, it's going to be okay. Um, but I really think Tyler should win this, and I really hope he does. He should win it. I think he will win it. I hope he wins it. Um, that's that's kind of where I'm at with this one. I really hope Tyler gets it. I feel like the Grammys are the exact people, though, to ironically give him Rap Album of the Year for Eagle. Right. And then not give him rap album of the year for a rap album. <laughs> like, right, I, right. I do feel, but I agree with you. I agree that actually, I'm gonna before I say I agree. Um, I want to say just one more time, the off season. I agree with you on that. That it's an incredible album. It just something mm. about the way it was dropped or when it came out or what it was up against. It just didn't um, stick around for me. But I, it, I agree with you, Sebastian. Anyone listening who hasn't heard it, definitely give it a spin. And give the last four J. Cole albums all spins. They're all amazing albums, um, starting with 2014, Forest Hills Drive, all the way through. I think it's four, it might be five, but I think it's the last four albums. They're all so good. Um, but mm-hmm. up against these other guys, especially for what um, what it means to have the best rap album of the year, it's just gonna he's just gonna be hard pressed. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's a really strong list this year. So right, I, I think Certified Lover Boy is a turd. I don't think it's gonna win anything. <laughs> I'm it's, with you. I, yeah, I think it's a turd overall. I don't even think anyone in the industry really thinks. Like, I don't think Drake. Like, Drake doesn't. You don't hear a lot of about the album anymore. He used to talk mm-hmm. about his albums forever. You don't really hear about the album like that. 
Um, the, some of the songs are pretty good, but I think everybody's, we talked about this before. I think um, mm-hmm. it's just, I think Drake's like hype his peak while he's still one of the richest and best-selling uh, artists uh, in the world. I think the wow factor is just worn down a little bit and certified lover boy. While there's some songs that are, could be considered classics, especially if you're a Drake fan. Like there's some some really great songs for Drake fans in there. There's a lot of just nonsense and um, doesn't really compete quality wise. Like if it was just quality, sheer quality, the off season would outshadow Certified Lover Boy instantly for me. Um, but I just don't think I just don't think off season had the impact and Certified Lover Boy had the quality. Uh, King's Disease Two is phenomenal, and I think that might be the the uh, this the hard competitor that we don't see coming just because it's a really incredible album Nas is an established dude similar to the reason i thought bath salts by dmx jay-z and Nas was going to be a competitor for rap song it's it's just Nas is a legend and and uh that album is one of the best he's ever put out so it it's it's it especially with the age of the grammy committee i i see them being maybe a little bit more lenient towards or not lenient, but uh, maybe lean a little bit more towards that one. Yeah, Donda, I think, suffers from being too long uh, yeah. to be the best rap album. If he, if he, if it had gotten honed in and really focused, then it would have destroyed this category. But I there's just so. too much. Yeah, there's too much that weighs it down to really compete, and that just leads me to call me if you get lost which I just think is the best album in this category. I agree with what you said. I do think it'll win. I think it should win, but I don't know that the industry is going to give him two in a row and then is also not going to give Nas one mm-hmm. um, because I don't even know that he has a Grammy, but uh, if he was to get one in the, the second half of his career, it would probably be for this album. And Donda so- Slim Down would be a competitor but because yeah. it is the two-hour album that it is it's not so real quick igor got it for 2020 and then king's disease the first one actually got it last year oh wow yeah yeah but to your point though i think it's between these two the problem is you know you're either gonna make Nas win two years in a row which that wouldn't be the wor- worst thing in the world he certainly earned it by reputation by body of work and just these King Disease records have been good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler, on the other hand, too, I mean, you know, every other year is pretty strong. Two albums in a row for him, you know, being nominated is is really strong. So, But I, I do feel it's between these two, like you said. But I, I will say this, you know, I wrote my notes. I feel like Certified Loverboy and Donda really are on here because they just did crazy numbers, right? But are mm-hmm. they great records? I think the answer is no. But I do feel like the Drake album is a steaming pile of trash, no matter how you cut it. But I, like you said, with Donda, had it maybe been boiled down to like, let's say, 12 to 14 tracks, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I think you have a really, I think you have a, a possibly great record on your, on your hand there. It's really good. I really like a lot of Donda. Uh, and I'm not a big Kanye guy, as you know, but it there's a lot to like about it. It's just super long. That's the only problem with it. It's right. just really long. And if you cut it down, I think it's a totally different story. But yeah, I'm with you. I think it's between Nas and Tyler here. And it's um I wouldn't be shocked if if Nas gets it though. 
Yeah. Now that you said that, I, uh, it's, it's, I still, I, I, it still would be back to back Tyler albums, but giving it back to back to Nas would be kind of surprising too. I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. Let's move on to our last field here. It's, I'm going to just kind of bunch a couple things together rock, metal, alternative. Some of these I kind of just, to be honest, I just want to move through quickly just because I just want to shit on them. Uh, and then other things I actually do want us to talk about, but I just kind of want to wrap it up with these real quick. So first we'll start off with best rock performance, which is for, um, a new vocal or instrumental solo duo slash group or collaborative rock recording. And look, before I even name these songs, I just, you know, <sighs> Bro, rock why, is dead. Why, why even do this list? Like, just have your fucking assistant tell you what's good. Like, it's like these people like, oh, we have to do this. Let's just who do we have in the Rolodex that we know? We know ACDC. Even my uncle who, lo- you know, who grew up with when these bands were in their prime, you know, even mm-hmm. he can tell you these songs fucking suck. Like shot in the dark by ACDC. Are you kidding me? Know you better uh, live from Capitol Studio A by Black Pumas. I don't know them, so I can't really say anything. Nothing compares to you, a cover song by Chris Cornell, who's been dead for, you know, rest of soul a couple years. Ohms by Deftones, okay, you know, fine. Making a Fire by Foo Fighters, just those guys, they, it's really disappointing to kind of, I just don't think they've made good music in a long time. I just, to me, look, I'm not saying you can't have a couple old heads on here. I, I think you should do it out of respect sometimes here. But look, there's some really great rock performances that I think you could put on here. One that kind of stands out that I'm surprised wasn't on here is Mystery by Turnstile. That that's a group that made a really good album this year. I think old and young people really, really like, and particularly that song. Uh, you could even put on um, I don't know if you like Quicksand, but that's an older uh, kind of like post-hardcore band that's not really you know super super sketchy or dangerous for for people. It's not like the craziest music. It's just really good. Um, you could even, I don't know if you uh, like Thrice, but they put out a really good record this year. They got really good reviews pretty much, you know, in underground magazines and in really big publications like Rolling Stone. I just think there's just so many other things you could do with this category and like, you know, make people satisfied that are maybe not, you know, super inside industry people or even people who are. So I don't know. It, it, to me, it's just like, why even do it if you're not going to put in the work? I mean, these are probably the highest selling singles of the year as far as rock genre goes. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, this yeah. just tells me that rock is dead, though. Like even yeah. the bands you've listed, like they may be it might rock's been so like filtered and organized and genreified and all this nonsense that most of the bands you just listed wouldn't don't qualify for this probably anyways they probably are actually metal or probably some other thing or alternative something or whatever and these are which basically is forced it to be the same players every single time forced the grammy committee to pick the same idiots every single time acdc all due respect chris cornell who i actually am a big fan of soundgarden and chris chris and all that but a prince cover from years back that they just released what or not Prince? well prince wrote the song Sinead o'connor but Right, right. Like a, a like a Sinead O'Connor cover. Like, I mean, might as well just put a, the Prince thing that they put out this year on here or whatever. Like, Foo Fighters is gonna win. I will say Black Pumas is pretty good. I like them. I have, mm-hmm. haven't listened to much straight up rock in the last 
even I, I, 10 years maybe even there's just mm-hmm. been not so much straight up rock that i've really enjoyed but i do like black pumas they're kind of the it band right now i've seen them in a lot of like commercials and things like that um, okay so they're cool uh, acdc is always gonna be nominated but when's the last time even an acdc fan has thought it's something they put out some really solid work it's been a long time they're legends but that doesn't they don't just get the award by being legends deftones same thing kind of in a weird way they've just been industry legends for so stinking long yeah Um, and i think they're they're great a great band but like i don't know that song i I, oh actually i do i heard that song at one point but it's okay that's fine it's cool like none of this stuff is is like if i who I think should win, and this might be a little silly, but truthfully, it should be Black Pumas because mm. what is that song by Foo Fighters? The Deftone song is for Deftone fans. Yeah. Chris Cornell's dead, and I'm tired of people giving people awards several years after they're dead when yeah. young bands are working their butts off to, to get that. Chris Cornell deserves all the legacy that he has. He is a uh, incredibly important musician, especially of his era, incredibly talented, rest in peace. Give it to someone who's out here doing it now. ACDC, right. whatever. Sorry, I'm not a huge ACDC fan, but like, even if I was, you gotta admit, like, just move yeah. on. Yeah. Black Pumas is the only one here I think really deserves it, and they, I do think that they're they make good music. I don't know mm-hmm. this song in particular, but I I do know that they make good music. Maybe Deftones, but Foo Fighters is gonna win because it's Dave Grohl. Probably, probably. I think you're right. And I like it. Yeah, we all do. We all do. All right, category two to piss me off. Uh, best metal <laughs> performance. Same thing, just for metal. Uh, so these aren't, they're not terrible. It's just. Uh, these are easy. These are the easiest possible picks. Like <laughs> I just, yeah, they're just, they're just terrible in general. Genesis by Deftone. It's a good song, so I'm okay with it. The Alien by Dream Theater. I just haven't been interested in Dream Theater for a long time. Amazonia by Gojira. Not the choice I would have picked from that album, but that was a very good record. There's a lot of good songs on there. That's probably the only one that's like, quote unquote, safe from Gojira because to see their name on there just is the one saving grace on this list because they are an extreme metal band. They mm-hmm. are like truly, you know, pretty, pretty strong for for this kind of music. And that's a pretty tolerable song for people who may just, you know, are not into that. So that's probably the one I... I would hope would win and I think could win. Uh, but then you have songs by Mastodon and, and Rob Zombie. And I would probably pick probably Rob Zombie just because they probably know who he is. You know, maybe yeah. Mast- they wanted a couple, the, you know, I think last year or two years ago. So, you know, uh, maybe them, but there's, I just think again, have your assistant do some homework for you. There's some other songs that have done pretty well. Maybe not like, like these songs in particular, but there's some interesting metal music that really happened this year that you could put on here just to like, you know, make yourself look somewhat like you're awake, you know, right. but it's just, ugh. I it's, mean, it's even funnier that like, it's not even like have your assistant do it. These are picked by committees. Groups of people think these are the right choices. Like what, how has this happened that you guys are in the industry and this was what you could come up with? Like, this lack of awareness is crazy, but I, I think, I mean, you, this is the, probably the number one genre we're going to talk about where I have the least experience. I know 
every single one of these artists and have experience with them. Yeah. But like just full disclosure, Rob Zombie's too over the top for me musically. I, I, I don't know. Sure. I listened to a little bit of it, but yeah, I listened to a little bit of the new stuff, but just wasn't, just couldn't get my head into it. Mastodon yeah. is like, is like, um, a, they're like a cornerstone of Grammy yeah. metal picks. They're always there. They're always going to be there. I do. They do. They deserve it. Probably. But I don't know the song. Um, uh, Deftones, same thing. Uh, they're going to be there every single year that they put something out because they're the, they're Deftones. But um, yeah. and they, that's one of the five bands that the, the Grammys seem to know who they are, um, which doesn't, you know, it, it shows that they're impactful, but I don't I don't really know. Never been a Dream Theater fan, so I've never heard that. If I I just I don't really know who will or who should, but I just want Gojira to win just because Gojira is nominated. That's really yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I want to move through the next category pretty quickly because it's a little bit of a repeat. And then the last one will actually be a little bit of fun. Cool. Best rock album, Power Up by ACDC, Capital Cuts by Black Pumas. No One Sings Like You Anymore, Volume 1, Chris Cornell, Medicine at Midnight by Foo Fighters, and then McCartney 3 by Paul McCartney. Probably, like you said, it's probably going to be Foo Fighters winning it, but I actually would like Paul McCartney to win it. I didn't listen to the whole record, but I listened to a couple things from it. I thought it was pretty nice. Like, it's not terrible, and it was okay. Like, it was enjoyable. It's not something I would really like. It's really in my wheelhouse. Ha, ha, ha. But (laughs) I liked it. But, you know, it's kind of another category. It just feels like they're not really paying attention. Um, but and there could be a lot of, you know, fun choices they could put on here of records that actually did pretty well that are rock music. Uh, if you haven't heard it, Jake, I definitely encourage you to. Turnstiles mm-hmm. Glow On is really it's it's a really good record. It's really, right. really good. They were kind of this hardcore band. They're more in that rock alt rock category now. Like it, it's definitely a little bit of a. Um, music that's a little bit wider as far as like uh reach now but uh yeah uh this it's rock is dead (laughs) it really is like uh, the paul mccartney album i've heard some of the songs and i actually agree with you i think uh i'm having like deja vu i feel like we've talked about this before as far as these projects go again acdc nothing really i i didn't even know this album existed no, not even being cute. Like I didn't know they put another album out. Uh, Black Pumas, <laughs> they're great, but it kind of sounds like they they're focusing on like a greatest of kind of situation with this live album. Maybe the album's just super good live, but like, yeah, I don't know why not go with the studio album. Um, but I think they're young and they're doing their thing and and they're great. Um, Chris Cornell, again, straight up legend why give him a grammy for a collection of recordings after he's passed i don't really know i just don't feel like they they only have five albums i feel like they didn't even have enough albums to fill the list um no man uh foo fighters probably gonna win because they're the foo fighters uh i don't know man none of this like i i think mccartney will win and i he's we've talked about the beatles a million times i grew up on the beatles um and i know yeah like uh, I've I've just always been a fan of Paul, so I have no problem with Paul winning. I think, um, you know, ironic to the things that I just said about the last category and everybody being older dead. But uh, Black Pumas yeah. would be cool to see them win. I wouldn't be upset with Paul. It's probably going to be Foo Fighters, or it could it could be Chris, just because the Grammys do love doing things like that. But I do feel like it would be a bit disingenuous 
yeah. just because like Chris didn't even put the album together that we know of or whatever. But right. I actually was going to ask you, quick sidebar, what's the over under on there being a No One Sings Like You Anymore volume two? Oh, that, <laughs> what, like uh, minus 250, meaning you have to bet $250 to win $100 probably? <laughs> like, come on, the, you know volume two's coming. Oh, you think so? I don't think so. I think it's going to be another one of those. Why oh, even name it volume well, one if you're not going to have at least volume two? There's a million volume ones that never had a volume two. There's so many times that they're just like, we're going to go well, deep into the vaults, and then they don't do it. Well, it's nominated, so it's like, you know, volume two. Volume one was nominated for a Grammy, you know? So I don't know. I, I wouldn't I, be shit. I don't know. I think they're going to, I think they're going to, you know what? Here's what I think. I think you're right if it wins a Grammy. Not oh, nominated, okay. but if it wins. It'll oh, they have to. The contractually obligated, probably. But if they, <laughs> but if they don't win, if they don't win, I don't see a yeah. second one happening. Yeah. Just because that's what they tend to. A lot of these posthumous vault opening kind of things tend to do is they're like volume one, and then it just never another one ever comes. Yeah. But um. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, last one, man, because this one's actually fun and worthy of our time. Best alternative music album, vocal or instrumental. This list is really strong this year. This is, I'm very happy with it. Shore by Fleet Foxes, really good record. If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power by Halsey. A little weird to see it in there. It was a fine record. It's a fine record. Jubilee by Japanese Breakfast is an amazing record, and we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, Collapsed in Sunbeams by Arlo Parks, beautiful record. Daddy's Home by St. Vincent, very good record. Um, I like pretty much four out of the five nominations. Again, that Halsey one's a little weird, but okay. It's not terrible. Um, I love Jubilee. I, it might even make my top 10 records of the year, to be honest with you. I love Jubilee. I think it's incredibly good. Um, I think the response to it has been incredible. I know some people that saw her in San Diego that just said that she was amazing and the show was popping off. The show was sold out, I think. Um, and I just, I think it should win. I hope it wins and should win. Um, Jubilee's an incredible record. I might disappoint you a little bit. I'm not super versed in, I think I've heard every one of these albums except Shore, um, but I'm mm -hmm. not like super versed in them. Mm -hmm. um, I do like Japanese Breakfast. I like all these artists a lot, actually. I'm just going to say that because I'll otherwise I'll say it five times. I think every one of them are su super talented. Even yeah. Halsey's grown on me coming from like the pop world. Yeah, um, me too. She's grown on me a lot, especially with the album before this album. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. So my experience, though, is that I agree with you. This Halsey album was not as uh, strong, I guess. It didn't feel as impactful as the one before it maybe it's just because she was going through so much publicly and yeah it was a very personal so. open album and so was this one but this one i think leaned a little bit more on the novelty of trent and uh, atticus Agreed. having a part in it and um i just Agreed. hope that being advertised as basically a nine inch nails Hal halsey collaborative album i would have hoped it would have gone harder and it just didn't go hard yeah. enough um right. saint vincent daddy's home I loved the aesthetic. I love the sound. I love the the artwork. Everything that came with that album, I'm a big fan of. And I am a big fan of Annie Clark. I think she's one of the most talented people on the radio. Um, yep. 
she's broken into the mainstream, but easily could be one of these weird nerds that has a cult following if she decided to, but uh, she broke out of that and is huge. So that's probably my, where I'm leaning with this category. And that's mostly because I haven't heard Shore and I need to, in fact, as soon as we're done recording, by the time you listeners are hearing this, I will have heard the album. Um, I will, I'm going to go check it out because I, I forgot that Fleet Foxes released, but uh, the Japanese Breakfast album is great. And the Arlo Parks album is great. Um, Halsey's wasn't what I'd hoped for, but was still good. But I have, I have daddy's home going, uh, going home with the award this year. It's a pretty good choice, man. I agree. Yeah. That's a, that's definitely a, a strong one. We'll see with this one. I, I think it's really open, but I, uh, if you haven't heard Jubilee yet, man, I, I definitely recommend it. Um, it's, it's definitely been one of the best ones I've heard this year for sure. It's, it's a good, it's, it's been one of the best ones I've heard generally. Um, I do have to run my friend, but really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I spent a lot of time with me here on this one and uh, really appreciate it. But, um, I hope we can do this again soon. And then, uh, hopefully we'll check in after the Grammys if you're, uh, if you're up for that. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me back and this has been a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, I'd love to do a, uh, a little wrap up and see how we did. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely.